Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. You know, living with you, it hasn't been easy. People see me, but they think of you. Now with all this going on, this is going to be worse than ever. It don't have to be. No, sure it does. Why? You got a lot going on, kid. Oh, what, my last name? That's the reason I got a decent job. That's the reason why people deal with me in the first place. Now I start to get a little ahead. I start to get a little something for myself, and this happens. Now I'm asking you as a favor not to go through with this, okay? This is only going to end up bad for you, and it's going to end up bad for me. You think I'm hurting you? Yeah, in a way you are. That's the last thing I ever wanted to do. I know that's not what you want to do, but that's just the way that it is. Don't you care what people think? Doesn't it bother you that, that people are making you out to be a joke and that I'm going to be included in that? Do you think that's right? Do you? You ain't gonna believe this. But you used to fit right here. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, this kid's gonna be the best kid in the world. This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching every day. It was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what, no matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life. Don't forget to visit your mother. That's from Rocky 16. <laughs> With that kind of inspiration, we need a few more Rockies. Life is a challenge every now and then. We look around, we blame other people for where we are or where we're not. And without thinking that maybe we are right where we need to be, facing the challenges that we need to be facing. If you think you got it tough, 
just try to ask what it might be like for God. God's standing in heaven looking over billions of people. And he looks at him. he says, welcome to heaven. He said, now here's what I want to do since I'm a God of order. I want all the women to follow St. Peter right now. They're going to go to another room. I want all you men to stay here with me. I want you to form two lines. One line, all you men who exercised dominion and dominated your women while you were on earth. And all of you men who were dominated by your women when you were on earth. There's a lot of hustle bustle and a lot of shuffle going on in heaven. And, and finally all the women get out of the room. God watches them go with St. Peter. He turns around and there are two lines. One line is hundreds of miles long of men who were dominated by their women. And there's only one man standing in the line that said, I dominated my woman. God looked and he was absolutely shocked. And he looked and said, I'm ashamed of all of you. You know I created you in my image and likeness to exercise dominion on earth. What has happened? And he looked at the one man and he said, sir, I am so proud of you. Can you explain to me how you ended up in this line? He said, my wife told me to stand here before she left. Men, you may be the head of the house, but she's the neck. You know she's going to turn you whichever way she wants. Yeah, one, one woman, that's right, looked at her husband and said, don't forget it. Just a little humor. I'm sure there will be emails that come in over that one. And enjoy yourself. We won't read it. Anyway, so today we start the new series on perseverance, that we're all going through something, right? I mean, professionally. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, vocationally, that today I think it's pretty safe to say in this room that every one of us is having to face something that we're not quite sure how to face it. We're, we're not quite sure if we even want to face it. As a matter of fact, Rocky is addressing his son saying, you know what, you just need to face reality. Life hits hard and you care too much about what other people think about you, what they say about you, and you're looking for somebody else to blame, i.e. me, for your situation and your crisis. Let me tell you, you will never move forward as long as you're looking around to blame somebody else. You will be going in circles, chasing your, well, like a dog chasing his tail, <laughs> the rest of your life. You'll just be going in circles, finding someone to blame. And in the midst, that is not called perseverance. That's called persecution. You're persecuting others and persecuting yourself instead of bettering yourself. So turn in your Bibles, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 12, or it'll be up on the screen. Um, and I, you know what's really great in the age of technology? I, I love iPads, but I have a bunch of Bibles in my office. And I, every now and then, I just pick them up and read them. There's nothing like reading a, just a real Bible, you know? I know that there's no difference, but maybe it's just an age thing. I just, just love the pages fanning. Hebrews 12, 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, isn't it good to know? People watching. Angels. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. First question is, do you know the race that's been marked out for you? Do you know what you're supposed to be doing? Do you know who you are? 
Do you know your value? In that clip, Rocky is pretty much telling his son, you've lost your identity. You don't understand your personal value. You're looking to somebody else. You're looking to me. You're looking to your mom, your dad. You're looking to somebody else to try to tell you who you are or how you are really nobody. Without your dad, son, you're nobody. And Rocky's pushing him to say, you've got to press beyond this. You have to persevere. You have to find the race that's marked out for you. The problem in our world today is many of you are running a race that someone else marked out, either they missed out on or that they told you you need to run just like them. When I was growing up, I played all the sports, and, and, and baseball was one of my favorites. And uh, We actually had a very, very good team, went to city championships. And, but there was one kid that I grew up playing ball with that was never going to be a baseball player. I'm telling you, there wasn't anybody that could lay hands on him and make him better. But his dad wanted him to be a baseball player so desperately that he would... This was the only kid. We had no money. Nobody on our team had money. That's how come we were so good at baseball. We were too poor to go anywhere else. You can get a ball and a bat pretty cheap. Well, this one kid's dad had money, and he would send him to baseball camps, and he'd come back the next year just as sorry as he was the year before. Now, how miserable was it for the father, and how miserable was it for the son? I think they were both miserable. Because they weren't running the race marked out for them. The dad was trying to get his son to be something he never was. And the son was trying to bring pleasure to his dad and obey him. Instead of saying, Dad, I just don't like this game. And I'm never going to be good at it. You see, every one of us in this place is good at something. And some of you just haven't figured out yet what that is. And as a result, you don't have enough passion for what it is you're doing. Enough conviction to persevere and get on the other side. So you've decided to fall in the pack of other people, and live your life either silently miserable or verbally complaining about where you are. And that's what this series is about. In the midst of your chaos, how to get on the other side of it. Now, we are in the season of spring. I don't know if you've noticed that yet, but all kinds of stuff starts growing up in your yard. You you had no idea that it was even there. And it's ugly, a lot of it. You know what I'm saying? Weeds excel in this kind of weather. But there is something that will happen when it gets just a little hotter that will always amaze me. When it starts getting warmer and the Bermuda grass of Oklahoma starts growing, you will go out your door and you will look at your sidewalk and you will look at your driveway and there will be a blade of grass that pushed up through the concrete. Figure that out. It's like... It wanted so desperately to get to the sun that it pressed through a slab of concrete. It amazes me. Don't spray Roundup on it this year. Go out and worship that blade. (laughs) Bow down on your knees and say, oh, blade of grass, teach me. Teach me how you pressed through and persevered. And it was cold and it was freezing. And this slab of concrete tried to occupy your dirt. And you refused to let it. That's what I'm talking about. We quit and a little blade of grass just needs a little heat and a little sunshine to say, hold it. Who came in? And messed with what I was planted. God put me here before there was ever such a thing as concrete. 
and you city slickers came and paved my yard. You cannot keep me down. I will persevere and press through every spring. Just try me. See, that's the conviction that we have to have to persevere. This week, you just need to hashtag, I'm a blade of grass. Hashtag, I'm a blade of grass. If somebody's not here and they don't listen, they won't get it. Wouldn't it be fun just to confuse everybody? You know, a mighty oak tree is just a little acorn that refused to give up. That's all it is. Some of the most incredible things that we see are the result of perseverance. That you refused to believe that you were a nobody that amounted to nothing and insignificant in the world to which you were born. And some of you believe that. And I would understand why. You grew up your whole life hearing that. You'll never amount to anything. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not tall enough. And you believed it and you bought into it. And you, rather than persevering and standing up against those words because you didn't know how. But something in you was conflicted by what was going on around you. That was me. I'm the strange kid in my family. My brothers are both short, and I never let them forget it. And there's nothing they can do about it. They're not ever going to grow taller, so I can abuse them the rest of their lives. Anyway, I was the kid that looked at my mother and said, I know I'm adopted. I don't look anything like all of you. You are short people from the tribe of short. And I remember that my older brother, I'm the middle child. God bless middle children. We shall go first to heaven. Because we were neither first nor last on earth, we shall be first in heaven. And I remember my older brother really modeling himself after my dad. And and my dad was a great guy, but very planned, very predictable. Things are only going to be this good. And he worked hard, and I watched, and I thought, you know, I'm just not into the things you guys are into. And I had to persevere. Not that they shut me down, I just... Didn't see it in the natural what God wanted for me. Some of you have not seen that and some of you have quit. But something in here says there's more to life than what you have been experiencing. And rather than fight for that which is in here, you listen to that which is out here. The very first thing we have to realize is the pain of perseverance is inevitable. To get what you want is not just going to be easy. I'd love to tell you it's simple. Some people say, well, all you got to do is name it and claim it. That's not true. You got to cite it and fight it. You got to look at it and then you got to go through it. I'll never forget the story when Arnold Palmer was one of these, still, to my, in my opinion, one of the greatest golfers. He's not the greatest golfer ever. I even like the drink they named after him. When I go out to eat with people that are real religious and I say, I'd like an Arnold Palmer, you can see the look in their eyes. I wonder what kind of alcohol is in that. I used to tell them there wasn't any, but now I just go, wow, that's giving me a buzz. Anyway. Okay, it's tea and lemonade for the religious people who are going to go, I'm out of here. Mm." Okay, so... 
But Arnold Palmer was, he excelled and, and, I mean, he was a young guy and all of a sudden he, was, he became this world-renowned golfer and one guy said, man, you happened overnight. This happened overnight. And Arnold Palmer responded, it sure was a long night. You know, things don't happen overnight. Good things don't happen overnight. They take work. They take persistence. They take perseverance. They take facing obstacles and challenges and refusing to quit. Some of you, I've heard people say, you know, I tried church. I prayed about it for two weeks. Oh, God bless your tenacity. And all of a sudden, you quit praying about it. You quit fighting for it. You quit standing. And you gave up and you quit. All because... You got tired. Nothing happened overnight. Listen, we live in a society where everything, I mean, like right now, if you want something, this table, we had to order more tables. This was ordered in here like in the next day. Imagine that online. You go online. You got everything at your fingertips. And because of that, we no longer fight the way we used to fight. I remember when I was a kid, I loved knives, and we played Stretch and mumbly peg. Any of you ever did that? It's the stupidest thing in the world. How stupid can children be? And our dads let us. You know, you, you, you had your legs like this, and then somebody threw a knife down, and, and you had to move here. And then they threw it in between, you moved here. And finally, if you're going to be the idiot, can you get that gap? Talk about country bumpkins. We were country idiots. Yeah, I bet you can do it. You know, I mean, we had cuts. We had... We were just dumb. We, we used to shoot at each other across the creek with BB guns and pellet guns. <laughs> I cannot believe I'm alive. One time we caught a beaver. You ever caught a beaver? I mean a real beaver. Big paddle tail. We brought bobcats home. Same creeks with snakes in them. I'm just proof that your IQ doesn't have a lot to do with where you end up. It's your AQ, baby. It's your adversity quotient. You refuse to quit. I am going to get up every time I fall down. It's inevitable that you're going to experience pain with perseverance. I went to see a movie this weekend, and I'm hesitant to even tell you what it was, but some of you will know, and if you do... You do. Don't start guessing on me. This is not the guessing game. There are no prizes for you guessing which movie I went to see. When we focus on our pain, we lose sight of God. Does anybody know? <laughs> you haven't seen it yet. But you need to see it. What is it I need to see? Figure it out. When you focus on your pain, you lose sight of God. And there will be pain that comes with perseverance. Jesus said in the world, you have tribulation, you have trouble, you have difficulties. But take courage. Courage doesn't come to you. You have to go to it and possess it. You have to take courage. 
The old saying is you have to take the bull by the horns. You have to step up and you have to determine, I, I won't quit. But what happens is when you start focusing on the problem, guess what you do? You start moving, moving toward the problem. Start moving toward the problem instead of the solution. It makes it difficult. Romans chapter 5, verse 3. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Come on, somebody. Whoever told you to rejoice in your sufferings? I'm telling you, you confuse hell when you start worshiping God in the face of your crisis. Look, there are days that you come here and you, you know, I mean, like this morning, 6 a.m., my alarm went off. I had to persevere, but I didn't. I, I hit the snooze button. And I, I roll over, I can't see. I'm telling you, man, when you're sleepy and desperate, you can become a tech genius. And I said it for 6.30, and at 6.18, I woke up feeling guilty. I need to get up. Snooze doesn't work for me. You just have to persevere. We have to persevere. And we have to face it. Some of y'all got up this morning. God help you. You had to be at church at 11. You know, why do you think I have an 11 o'clock service? Because I'm taking away all your excuses. Like, you think Jesus is going to hear you? I, I need my sleep. Come on, somebody. If you can't get to bed by 12 and get up at 10, I don't even care if you shower. Just spray some deodorant on. And some cologne. Doctor yourself up. You can even wear a hat in this house. I don't know where all the hats are anyway. I'm going to preach in a hat someday. Just so the religious people get mad at me. Because we know that suffering, listen to this, produces perseverance. What? If you've never suffered anything, you have never persevered. If you've never had any difficulty in your life, when difficulty comes, you look around you expecting everybody else to fix your difficulty. You've never learned to persevere. If your kid grew up and, and never had to do anything around the house, they're spoiled. Well, oh, I can tell your kids ain't here. You'd be looking at them going, see who he's talking about. You're going to go home and do dishes. Your, kids, your kid wouldn't even know which end of the lawnmower to push. That's the world in which we live today. Everything's done. If you've never suffered, you've never learned to persevere. And listen to this. And perseverance produces character and character produces hope. Greatest thing that can happen in our lives is to learn how to handle adversity because life hits hard. And if it hasn't yet, I'm happy for you, kind of. But maybe not because you won't know what to do when it does. You'll either get strong or you'll give up. And when difficulty comes, you need to step up, not step down. We focus on what other people think. What other people think, perseverance gets more difficult. Hebrews 12 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, who is both the author and perfecter of our faith. 
who for the joy, listen to this, set before him, persevered and endured the cross. How did Jesus get on the other side of the cross? He set joy before him. He said, this is not going to be difficult at all. It's going to be painful, but I'm going to endure it. I'm going to get on the other side. You see, the joy set before us must overshadow the pain that is set within us. The joy set before us overshadows the pain set within us. I look at this today. I look at where we are today. And some of you just look and go, this is great. No, let me tell you what it took to get here. Noah's event venue, a wedding venue, Mark Rowe, preaching under chiffon. I had to go get testosterone injections after every Sunday. Hi. That's what it felt like. Hi, Jesus, we welcome you. I, I, I mean, it was like crazy. I'd look up and there'd be just swooping chiffon and chandeliers. But I persevered. See, see, see there, I, I don't know why God did that, but he did. Put us in a wedding venue, Chiffon Christian Center. The promise strengthens our ability to persevere. So the promise is that in his presence is fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. So if I'm going to get through my persevering, my perseverance or get through my difficulties, I have to set something before me to overcome all that's going on around me so that everything within me can possess enough strength and conviction to get beyond the problem. Hebrews 10.35 says, so do not throw away your confidence. Nobody can take it away, but you can throw it away. You can give it away. Don't throw away your confidence. Some people mistake confidence for arrogance. And they get mad at people who have confidence. And they call it arrogance. And you know when they call you arrogant? They're arrogant for calling you arrogant. Because when you get confident, people who aren't confident mistake it for what it really is. That we're called in Hebrews to approach his throne with boldness and with confidence. We don't go and say, God, you know, here I am, the littlest of worms. When you approach God, you can approach God with, here I am. I'm your child. I'm a child of you, God. You gave me life. You're the reason I'm here. I'm born again. I belong to you. So when I come to you, confidence. I remember my little Victoria when she was just a baby, this, this, this high. Had somebody that go get her out of the child care at the church, and she'd go into the coffee shop, and she'd walk up. She'd get whatever she wanted around there, put it on the counter, and she'd say, Charge it to daddy. She didn't ask if she could have it. She just knew who to charge it to. And they'd look and they'd charge it to me. Daddy. And you know what? I never told my little girl to stop it because it was just too stinking cute. 
So what I do, I just, I'm going to go get me a Maserati and say, charge it to daddy. <laughs> Local pastor goes to jail. <laughs> Don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. What? 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 Hold it. It doesn't say my performance will be richly rewarded. It says my confidence will be richly rewarded. So it all begins from inside, not outside, not your performance, but your confidence that God is faithful. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, You will receive, not take, you will receive what he has promised. So you take confidence and you receive the prize. But you don't get it for free. You have to believe. You have to persevere. You have to stand strong. You have to become like a blade of grass that says, you know what? This land is mine. And you're trying to cover my space. And you start pressing up through the concrete slabs and that the heaviness and the weight that's been put on you or that you've accepted. See, when I die and go to heaven, and let me just warn you, I will be there. And my personality ain't going to change. All right, now, <laughs> I'm going to answer to God. Not to you. You're going to answer to God, not to me. So I can't go to heaven and go, hey, God, look, my dad, my mom, my uncle, my teacher, uh, you know, what happened in my life? Uh, 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 God's going to go, no, no, you're answering to me. And I've told you to take confidence. I've told you to persevere. And if you would just persevere, it would strengthen your cracked character. And you would develop hope and possess hope that everything's going to be all right. We measure our lives by the opinions of man too often. Instead of by the word of God. God told me a long time ago when I first got born again, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, he told you that? Well, that's what his Bible said. It was a letter written to me. It was a letter written to you. I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. You know, I always tell people, I, I, I've got a, my older brother and I are very close, and We've been close our whole lives. We've fought our whole lives, and we've been close our whole lives. And he's got some health issues, and I just tell him, he said, man, he, this is my older brother. If you, you, you knew him, you'd get this. He's about 70 pounds overweight, and he said, I need to work out. I need to be in the gym. He said, every time you see me, just call me fat. Some of y'all going, I wish they'd tell me that. I said, man, I can't do that. I said, look, man, do this. First, just make it, a, make it, put it on your agenda to drive by the gym. Don't even go in. Just drive by it. Just drive by. Do a drive by. You might be able to lose half a pound just driving by the gym. 
Because there are people in there sweating on your behalf. I said, then pull in the parking lot. Then walk in and walk out. It's just a matter of getting in habit. I used to tell my teenagers when I was a youth pastor. You know how teenagers are. They're going to rebel, do the opposite. I say, look, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your Bible on your nightstand. Don't open it. Don't, don't open it. I'm going to ask you next Sunday, did you open your Bible? You better tell me you didn't open your Bible. <laughs> next week I preach. I say, now, what I want you to do next week, I just want, I want you just to open your Bible and close it. Don't you read anything. Don't you even say Holy Bible out loud. Third week I'd tell them, I said, now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to open your Bible, and I want you to read the name of the book that that you land on. That's it. Don't read anything else. I got I'm so hungry for the Bible. Pastor, I'm sorry, I read a verse. Okay. I'm gonna let it go this time. But next week, now that you've already jumped ahead, all you can read is one verse. Don't you think about reading a chapter. Don't you dare. God will come down and smite your bedroom. (laughs) See, sometimes you just got to get people to a place where they're hungry for what they want. How bad do you want it? How hungry are you for change? Insanity, definition, doing the same thing, expecting different results. It's insane to think your life is going to get better if you don't do something different. Do something different. Make a commitment. Do something with what's inside you. Make a choice. People who say I can, people who say I can't are both usually right. Whichever one you are, if you say I can there's a good chance you're going to be right. When you use the words, I can't, it's the reason I hate Facebook. Would you quit vomiting on Facebook? Quit. Stop. Stop. If you can't be positive, don't write anything at all. And you know what? Post something that somebody cares about. Don't go home and post our pastor. That's right. What would happen if everybody started posting stuff like, man, it's going to be an awesome freaking day. I can't even imagine at the end of the day if I'm going to be able to stand all the good. And i got to tell you, everybody is, I'm just especially fond of you. Take your worst enemy and post something like, Billy Bob is the king, man. I mean, he rocks. He's so cool. He'll read it and go, And he'll send something negative back until you keep going, Billy Bob is awesome. I'm especially fond of you. (laughs) Woohoo, hashtag. (laughs) Don't look for somebody or something to blame. The great American poet Carl Sandburg flunked English. The great inventor Thomas Edison did not do well in school. His teachers thought he was stupid. Hey, hey. Einstein couldn't speak until he was four and didn't read until he was seven. Beethoven's music teacher said, as a composer, he's hopeless. 
<laughs> our result will never be greater than our resolve. The result that you pursue will never be greater than the resolve that you possess. In other words, it all begins here. I resolve to. I committed to. I'm devoted to. I do this every week. We'll be a year old in two weeks. This church will be one year old in two weeks. You have no idea how I have had to persevere to stay here. I, I know I'm supposed to be here. Don't get me wrong. I love you. I really do. Don't leave thinking I hate what I do. And I don't. I just know there's a demonic resistance. It's real. Some of you are in the same place that God has you where you are and you've been praying for a way out instead of a way through. Start praying for a way through instead of a way out. Because if you get through it, nothing will be impossible. Problem is, we pray for a way out instead of a way through. And God says, if you'll persevere, I'll make a way through. But if you get a way out, what does that do for your character? What does that do for your strength? What does that do for your faith? What does that do for your confidence? If you have an exit strategy every time you face something difficult, you'll be running from your destiny the rest of your life instead of running toward it. Our results will never be greater than our resolve. Lastly, the product or the result of perseverance is guaranteed if, if, listen to this, we don't grow weary. It's not guaranteed if we're perfect. It's not guaranteed if we perform well. It's guaranteed if we don't grow, grow weary. Because when we start growing weary, we start being tempted to give up. I appreciate all of you being here. I really do, because some of you are here by the will of God, but you didn't want to be here. I get it. I've heard people say, man, I just, I, and I'm like, I won't even tell you what they said. Because <laughs> it could be rated way above the audience level. <laughs> and I appreciate your perseverance and your commitment and your conviction and your devotion to the will of God. Nobody builds anything without God. Nobody. A business, a church, nothing is built without the hand of God. Whether somebody gives credit for it or not, anything I've ever done, had any success at, was because of God's hand and his involvement in it. That's it. And that's not going to change. My goal for this church is to just blow out the curtains every service, every week. Because you know why? It'll be a testimony to the redeeming power of Jesus Christ. And that's all this is about for me, is I want the world to see that God is truly a redeemer. He is a redeemer. Your sin can never possibly exceed His grace. Where sin abounds, the Bible says grace does more abound. I believe it to be true. And I know there are people who want to put stipulations on the Bible and Scripture and verse. I put none on it. When God says nothing is impossible, I just believe in the original language it means nothing is impossible. I believe that all things are possible with God. So whatever you're going through, go through. 
don't give up. It says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at, a, at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Pray our way through perseverance, not our way out of it. 2 Timothy 4, 7, and I'm going to close with this passage, and I want you to get this. When Paul writes this, and I'd never read it this way prior to this morning when I was rereading this over and over again. This will keep you from blaming other people. Paul said, I, I know there's no I in team. Problem is we're looking for a team when God's saying, you won't stand before me with your family or with your church body or with anybody else. You'll stand before me one-on-one. So Paul says these words. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I, I, I have remained faithful. And now, and now the prize awaits me. The crown of righteousness that the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on That great day of his return. You don't get it by giving in. You get it by standing up and refusing to quit. Some of you have been pondering quitting your job. God didn't tell you to. Quitting your marriage. God didn't tell you to. Quitting on life. God didn't tell you to. Quitting on whatever it is you're quitting on. And you know what? You're only responsible for you and what you do with the adversity you face. Me, decided to get up, step up, move forward, and live my life. For you, it's the same difference, the same deal. You just have to get up. You have to persevere. And you know what? When you look in the mirror in the morning, smile. Say good things to yourself. Mm, look at you, looking good today. Today, you, my friend, are more than a conqueror. You, my friend, are an overcomer in this life. Mm-hmm. Greater is God in you than he who is in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He who began a good work in you, Mark, will bring it to completion until the day of Christ. Jesus, don't you dare quit. You persevere. See, we don't talk to ourselves like David talked to himself. Because you get diagnosed. Well, you know, I'm going to diagnose you as a strong follower of Jesus Christ. Consider yourself diagnosed when you speak the word to yourself. You ain't crazy. You're confident. You're confident.